Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Welcome back, Dennis and Callahan. Our conversation with Andy Brickley is sponsored by Norfolk Power Equipment and Kubota Tractor. Visit Norfolk Power to joy, uh, today to enjoy money-saving year-end Kubota deals. Check out NorfolkPower.com for more information and buy McGee Chevrolet in Raynham, the first place and last place you will need to shop for a new or used car. Good morning, Andy Brickley. How are you? I'm good, John. Good to see you last night at the Garden. Yeah, it was good to drop in and say hello to you and Jack. Hey, you know what? I said to Jerry earlier in the broadcast, watching the Kings play hockey last night was sort of like watching David Ortiz run the bases. Just big and slow, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, there seemed to be uh, a small element of uh, indifference to their game as well. You know, I, I don't know if it's the coaching change or the culture or what's going on, but that was a team that was pretty vulnerable even though they put 40 shots plus on goal and at times looked okay, uh, that was a team that was easily handled, really, when you look at it. Wasn't that a team that was supposed to be pretty damn good this year? Absolutely. And they started the year 5-1-1, one, and, one, mm-hmm. and uh, they had their offense rolling. Uh, they didn't have Mike Richards last night. Well, the Bruins didn't have Zidane Char, right. so that was a wash. But, yeah, that was supposed to be a good team, and uh, I haven't ruled them out as far as uh, as a team that will challenge for that division title, but they got to get their ducks in a row. Did you expect more life, more bounce with the coaching change? You know, Murray doesn't get to win his 500th. They dispatch him after 499. Did you expect a little more jump in their step? I did, I did, but that's 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 that can be tricky, you know. When you get a new coach, uh, they hang an interim tag on him. They're talking to Sutter, uh, and maybe that uh, uncertainty and where are we going and what team are we and what is our identity was just kind of hanging there on right, that team. Right. And uh, and sometimes, you know, you look like a team like the Kings last night because you're just unsure of the direction the team's going. I was uh, Chara limping on the plane on the way to Ottawa. No, he looked good. He looked good. Um, I think uh, my anticipation, or certainly we, we were talking about it on the plane, uh, because he looked so good and he's on the trip that he would probably skate today. And then uh, if there's a chance that he could play on Saturday, uh, that that would be a possibility. You know, we talk about this all the time is what could go wrong because they are in playoff form right now. You know, they are rolling. And obviously Tim Thomas, whatever, getting hurt, going into a funk would be costly. But wouldn't you say losing Chara, I don't even know if that would derail them, but wouldn't that be the next most uh, painful blow for this team? Absolutely. Uh, Going into last year's postseason, it was how Chara and Thomas were going to perform to see how deep the Bruins would go in the playoffs. And obviously, you know, they played awesome. They played great. They were were the reason, uh, two big reasons why they won the Stanley Cup. And, uh, yeah, he's a tough guy to to make up the loss. He tried to spread the minutes around. But uh, you saw the defensive core last night. They... They try to make up for the loss of Chara, but you wouldn't want an extended period of time without him. Uh, you have a guy like Camper who has to slide into the lineup. He's playing the offside. That's a difficult task for him. Uh, their righties, the righties shooting defensemen, don't really look all that comfortable on the offside. So you need Chara in there for a variety of reasons, and uh, you can't you can't be the same team without him if he's going to be out for a while. Hey, is, Brick is, good news is he looks like he's going to be back pretty soon. Is uh, Tuka Rask happy with his role and and? <laughs> What is his future in in his mind? What does he think the future is? Well, he's not happy that he's only going to play uh, 30 games this year, which is the the game plan coming in. 
Uh, but he understands the business of hockey. He understands the contract that Tim Thomas has. He understands the year that Tim Thomas had last year and has had two out of the last three years and is having this year. He understands that. He knows he's only 24 and his opportunity will come. Uh, and he wants to be ready. He wants to play like he did last night every chance he gets to make those decisions for the Bruins really, really difficult. So uh, he's a level-headed kid. He's a good team guy. Is he? Uh, a lot of character in Tuka Rask, and, uh, but he wants to play more than he's playing. Will his name continue to come up in trade talks? Will he be the Rondo where everybody's uh, looking for him, looking at him? Uh, they, you know, I'm, I'm sure teams across the league uh, inquire about Tuka Rask, but uh, I have to believe the Bruins look at him and say uh, almost an untouchable. I mean, you would have to overwhelm the Bruins mm-hmm. with an offer in order to get Tuka Rask out of Boston. Maybe he's more like the Aaron Rodgers, where he's waiting behind Favre for yeah, help and and will uh, come in ascend. His... Yeah, ascend. I mean, does he look at Thomas and say he can't do this forever? Uh, I don't know what Tim Thomas's opinion of Brett Favre is, and I don't know if he'd appreciate <laughs> that analogy. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Jerry, and. and uh, Tuka's just got to be patient, plain and simple, and uh, he will put as much pressure on Tim Thomas in the decision-making as he can. Hey, does the National Hockey League have a growing problem on its hands? And, and we're not going to revisit the fighting concussions from, from, from last week, but when you start lo- le- losing your leading score in Giroux and Sidney Crosby for extended period of time with concussion syndromes, uh, is there not something to be uh, looked at, investigated, and at least worried about by the National Hockey League? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's critical to the sport, the game. You've got to have your star plays. They've got to be healthy and productive and uh, you know, a major attraction. Um, there's a real sensitivity to hits to the head, injuries, concussions, um, you know, almost to the point where you say, is every little hit to the head worth uh, you know, a review? Mm. Is every hit to the head, uh, does it, does it uh, draw out concussion-like symptoms? Um, I find it a little bit bothersome that uh, anytime a guy gets bumped in the head, I mean, he's going to the locker room and he's going to the quiet room, and uh, maybe I'm insensitive to what's going on. I think it's changing the officiating of the game, and uh, but something has to improve in that area because uh, it almost seems epidemic. Well, Barry Melrose said this morning on ESPN that there should be going forward to prevent this from happening to stars or all the players for that matter, but it's, it's now, uh, uh, you know, more sensitive based on Crosby and Giroux and the rest of the, the high-powered guys, that there should be zero tolerance for any hit to the head, any elbow inadvertent or intentional, any shoulder inadvertent or intentional, whether the guy falls and you can't avoid it, any hit to the head should be an immediate suspension. Seems a little crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to be uh, in accord with that. Um, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't like that opinion. Uh, I think... Uh, I understand where he's coming from, but uh, that's not a game I want to watch. If that's the if that's the way they're going to make it and make the rules such that uh, any hit to the head is uh, suspendable. So if you're oh, king no, for I'm the not, day, I agree. if you're king for the day in the National Hockey League, what do you do, Andy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the rock and a hard place. It's it's how do you change what's going on? And uh, I'm, I am definitely. And we talked about this when we did talk about concussions. I'm taking a look at the rule changes and mm-hmm. I'm taking a look at the equipment. And I think if I attack it from that perspective, I think we get to our answer a lot quicker. Hey, did you ever slew foot anyone, Andy? No. You explained this to us beautifully last week. Marshawn knew it immediately, which is why he dropped the glove, or you could see him go over to Niskan and whatever his name is, and say, let's go, right? He said he wanted to be, I don't know about punished, but he wanted to face justice immediately. Maybe that fended 
off a suspension, but he still got fined. Yeah, and I think the league got it right. And, uh, uh, you know, that that's a nasty kind of hit. You know, there's... Uh, there's no room for it, and the minute you do it, you either be severely penalized or you man up right away. Right. And Marshawn knew it, and uh, uh, it's just a it's a dangerous kind of hit where you you know hitting somebody up high and then pulling his feet out from underneath him. And uh, most hits you can handle, but it's the the hits that you're not ready for and that you're not suspecting, and that is one you don't expect the player to kick your feet out while he's hitting you. And Marshawn, I assume, is is concerned that he'll get a reputation. I mean, he's had a few incidents. Does he worry about that, do you think, about getting a reputation as a dirty guy? You say he plays on the edge. That's close to being dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Um, does he worry about it? I don't think he's worried about it just yet. Right. Um, you know, the, the the fact that he has to man up. I think if if the point will come someday where he gets really tuned in by somebody when he has to drop the gloves uh, gets hurt or has his bell rung or gets beat up real bad because he did something across the line. Uh, but until that happens, I don't think he worries about it. So what time did you get into the hotel in Ottawa last night, Rick? We got in about one fifteen. One fifteen. Sagan in his room yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm heading down to the breakfast room to see, make sure he's there. Yeah, make sure. Are you on Twitter now, Rick? Yes, I am. You are? What's your, uh, what's your handle? Oh, I don't know. You'd have to ask my daughter. Oh, <laughs> oh you're really uh, into it, huh? I think it's no. I think it's Andy Brickley. That's what it's called. So. Well, that'd be an email address, would that? As opposed to a yeah, Twitter, I, we'll get it. Yeah, Josh, we'll, we'll, it's it. just Andy Brickley. He went from 300 followers to a thousand, uh, 1,100 followers between last night's game and this morning. How about that? All right, Brick, you're coming of age. <laughs> I'm staying current. You're staying current. Thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, boys. Andy Brickley with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T hotline. Get it faster with 4G AT&T. Rethink no, any, possible. Anyone who wants him to send an email wants an email is all set. <laughs> Our conversation with Brick is sponsored by Norfolk Power Equipment and Kubota Tractor. Visit Norfolk Power today to enjoy money-saving year-end Kubota deal days. Check out NorfolkPower.com for more information. And by McGee Chevrolet in Raynham, the first and last place you'll need to shop for a new or a used car. Still to come on this edition of Dennis and Callahan, a must-listen-to conversation with Kevin Garnett. That takes place at 9.05. Right back to your phone calls when we come back.